is The Hill. Talking Rugby League with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Tim Sparks and welcome to The Hill, where it may not be rugby league from every angle, but it's rugby league from a different angle. My angle, your angle, our angle. The angle of the fan, the rusted on, the tormented, and maybe even the tortured fan. But more than anything, it's the passionate and enduring fan who is here on the hill. A place where we close the door on Paul Kent and we open it up for Paul Hoff. Where if it's X's and O's, then it's Anthony's Werrib and Martin O'Fire. Huge final show today. Alright, heaps of preliminary final chat. Quick review of last week's matches, but a big preview for this week's games. I've got a who would you rather be for the Raiders fans. Bit of history for the Storm fans. Uh, Chooks and Paris step into my office for the season preview. And guess what? There's going to be heaps more. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, I love preliminary final round. And I'm going to tell you why. A little bit later on, okay? But before I do that, uh, before anything, before we can go on, we get a text message from my former uh, co-host, and I guess, you know, still my co-host in spirit, uh, Sam Perry, who does a great job with the cast of uh, publishing and editing uh, the program. Uh, So here he is with a text message. G'day, Tim. Well, the Everest is upon us, the richest race on turf. A $15 million purse this year. Let's just say everyone is keen to get their snot in the trough. Go the Raiders and, to a lesser extent, Penrith. Melbourne can piss off. Sick of them. Cheers. Right, I'll leave the horse racing stuff because I think you're just trying to throw me off there. Uh, And it's a good try, but I'm not going to let it work. Uh, So go the Raiders and, to a lesser extent, Penrith. Melbourne can piss off. Yeah, well, hard to argue with there, mate. Uh, Raiders and, and, and Penrith, I think, would be a great grand final. Um, and yeah, no time for Melbourne. Yeah, look, I, I've, I've always been staunch, staunchly anti-Melbourne too. I've got to say, they just look a little bit fresher this year. You know, um, Pappenhausen, got some freshness about him. Munster, Jerome Hughes, you know, Christian Welsh. They're harder to dislike now. That's all I'm saying, all right? They used to be really easy to dislike. Um, But yeah, just something's changed a little bit. Anyway, nonetheless, we'll talk about the Storm and the Raiders and the Panthers and the Bunnies a little bit later. Uh, We'll really zero in uh, on those preliminary finals. But before I do that, before I do that, We'll do a quick wrapper last week, just a real quick one, just to get out of the way, just so we can get a bit of context as to where we're we're heading for the rest of the cast. Uh, last Friday we had the Raiders twenty-two over the Roosters eighteen. Uh, good game of footy again. I th- I really enjoyed watching that. Uh, feels like the Friday night game has always been the highlight of the of the finals so far this round. So I wonder if that's um, going to continue this week. Suspect it might. Uh, Raiders really impressive. Really impressive. Looked like it was 1987 all over again, really, you know. Really comfortable out there on the SCG. Uh, Roosters, you know, too good, you know. um, Sorry, not too good. Just, you know, showed how good they have been uh, by, you know, staying staying in the game right to the end. But just, yeah, run out of puff, I guess. Um, And, yeah, it was all Kyle Flanagan's fault, actually. Yeah, so uh, that was clear to see. Hmm. Uh, We'll discuss that a little bit later. Um, 
in the Roosters, you know, performance review. But yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders looked very, very good, uh, very, very cohesive. I thought, you know, so that the, the purity, as the NRL economists uh, would tell us, was was there on show to see. Maybe that's where the Roosters fell down. Actually, the purity, um, you know, with Flanagan in there, um, the other Morris twin coming in this year, purity could have been what cost him uh, in the end. Didn't drill down on that. Um, that's that's for the economists to do, not me. Um, Parramatta tried their best, I guess, against Souths. Did they try their best? Yeah, I think they did, you know. Um, you know, pretty tough to, 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 to have Jennings go down or go out um, or be suspended uh, for illicit drug use the morning of a semi-final. So, I mean, I don't know how... I don't know how people get over that as far as relationships and stuff goes. Oh, look, I assume the rest of them weren't on the juice considering they didn't win. Uh, it'd be pretty embarrassing if they were all on the juice, you know. Nothing like being drugged up and not winning, you know. If you're going to cheat, you might as well win. Uh, so I'll give them be- the benefit of the doubt there and assume they weren't. Uh, but yeah, look, South's just too good, really. Um, Cody Walker playing, you know, outstanding football. Reynolds looking really good. Um, Cook was great. You know, that was probably the first really good game Damien Cook's had for a long time, I reckon, which is a good sign uh, for South heading into this week. Uh, and yeah, Wayne Bennett, just the old master, uh, getting it right. So... From there, it leaves us with four. Yeah, four sides. The Storm, the Raiders, uh, Penrith, and the Rabbitohs. Now, before I get into the games, all right, just wanted to talk about preliminary finals uh, in themselves, you know. Always really look forward to preliminary finals. Now, this is the thing. I, I was like, this week heading into it, oh, I love preliminary final round, you know. Some people call the preliminary finals uh, the people's grand final, you know, because it's, it's a really big game and it's usually easy to get a ticket to because, you know, the grand final, usually a lot of corporates and a lot of neutral fans and things like that uh, go to the grand final. So it's easy to get a ticket and you get the real, um, you know, the real fans at the game. I don't know if that's more of an AFL thing. It might be uh, because, you know, bloody, you know, corporates and toffs around Melbourne love going to the, to the grand final. I don't know if that's such a thing in league. I mean, um, I know you still get... You get a few neutrals, but it doesn't feel like it's as much um, as it is uh, in the Victorian code. But the point the point I'm trying to make is that I really look forward to it. And you think they're going to be like really, really close games, um, which I think they actually might be this this season. But I was going through like the, 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 the top eight final system as it sits has been in place since 2012. And um, again, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to be exact on these on these stats. You know, on the hill, we're just having a yarn, you know, and, you know, most of, you know, look, oh, you know, a fair bit of truth in what we're talking about, but we're not, we're not focusing specifically on the exact, you know, um, data and metrics of the stuff. As I said, you know, the economist, he's there for that sort of stuff. You've got David Middleton if you need him. Um, here on the hill, we're just having a yarn, all right? But the point is... Um, there hasn't seemed to be that many close games in the preliminary finals uh, since, you know, the last sort of 10 years or so. What I've got, I can remember, is um, Melbourne versus Canberra in 2016. Remember where Edric Lee, poor old Edric Lee, Cedric Lee as some people call him, 
Um, I think he dropped the ball with like, the try line wide open. I'm not here to bag Edric. I, d- I don't want to do that to you, Edric. Um, but that was the game, you know, 14-12 to Melbourne. Canberra probably should have won. That was a real close one. Um, I know there was a couple, like, there was a couple of close ones last year, I guess, by the way that it was sort of, there were eight points, like, it was 14-6 or something like that last year. And, um, but I don't remember them being, yeah, 14-6, uh, Roosters over Melbourne and 16-10 Raiders over South, but I don't remember them, like, really going down to the wire. Like, I know it was just sort of close on the scoreboard, but it wasn't really. Uh, year before, like, there was the Chooks and South, the last game at the footy stadium. And again, I think on the scoreboard it was close, but it, it, it just didn't really feel like it. Um, there was a Canterbury-Penrith game that was 18-12 back in 2014. Uh, now, that 18-12, that, that looks close. I don't remember it being that close. Main re- I watched that game at the Darwin Casino after um, watching uh, the Swans. I think they Swans lost to Hawthorne in the AFL Grand Final, uh, which was about 11 a.m. kickoff up in Darwin. So I remember, well, I remember is a loose term for Canterbury playing Penrith at the casino there. Um, but yeah, I kind of liked, um, I think, I don't know if the AFL and the NRL Grand Final match up this year. I think they do on the same weekend. Look, I don't mind saying that I, I, I follow the AFL as well. Not as close as I do the league. I, f- I follow all codes. I like all sports, really, you know. This isn't a cast where we bash up other codes. I sort of think Code Wars is just a bit... It's not my thing, like, you know. Yeah, just not my thing. So, you know, I've, I've got lots of... Because um, sometimes it feels like it's every second... I don't know. It definitely doesn't work like this, but it feels like it's every second year that you've got your AFL grand final on the Saturday and then your NRL grand final on the Sunday. Um, like a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to go to the Swans play the Bulldogs in the grand final on the Saturday. Uh, a mate of mine from Sydney was down. We sort of went together. Then on the Sunday, we went and watched the... Uh, Storm Cronulla uh, grand final the next day. Anyway, um, sometimes that happens, which is cool, which is going to happen this year. But other times, like, the grand final happens, the AFL grand final happens the week before, for, you know, that one in 2014. Last year, uh, yeah, didn't catch a lot of the bloody, what was it, the Roosters and the Storm. Because I was watching the AFL grand final during the day. You know, it's just, and oh, even like the 05 preliminary final, like my, one of my, or my, my favorite football game ever was the preliminary final where the Tigers beat St. George at the Sydney Football Stadium in 2005. Uh, and that was properly the people's uh, grand final. Like, you know, there was, uh, you know, um, it was hard to get a ticket because I think the, the Dragons were in there the week before and they'd already released heaps of tickets to the to the Dragons fans. And then, you know, uh, the Tigers fans came in late and snapped up heaps. And anyway, it was just a wonderful atmosphere. Fantastic uh, game, particularly for Tigers fans. Uh, But that was on the back of the Swans winning their their grand final in the afternoon, Uh, which is, you know, I just kind of like that. Um, But yeah, so it's just interesting that, yeah, as I said, like, and then you go back to 2010, where it was Tigers Saints 13-12. The point I'm trying to make is, it's actually, there's actually not that uh, many times where there's been really close games in the preliminary finals. I'm not going to call them prelims, by the way, okay? Like, I said I like the AFL a little bit, and it's fine, but, you know, 
So draw the line, like the straight sets and the prelims and leave that for the AFL people, which is a bit grim. But anyway, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Are they going to be close? Because history shows us they're not really. So I'm sorry, to, it's not, you know, it's not a great... Um, not a great great way to sort of pump up and preview the the games, but it's just something to bear in mind. If they are close, it's going to be they're going to be outliers. It's going to be different. But we know a lot of different things have happened this season, so maybe this year is the year for it to happen. Now, the other thing um, with the the preliminary finals this season, again, I'm pretty sure I've got this right. More than happy to be fact checked. But this is well. This is the first time in the you know the new sort of top eight system where um, two teams from outside the top four um, are playing in the preliminary finals. So obviously Penrith uh, and Melbourne, who came first and second, are playing. But uh, Para, who were third, and Roosters were fourth, aren't playing. Um, Twice before, there's been a, a, a team from outside the top four playing the preliminary finals. That was the time the Cowboys made the grand final a couple of years ago, and also when the Bulldogs uh, played the grand final against South. So twice a team has come in from outside the top four to make the grand final, but have never got on to win it. But again, you know, it's a new season. Well, it's a different season. You know, there's no buys. We didn't have origin, all that sort of stuff. This year could be the year for something different to happen. Um, hate to tell you, Parramatta fans, but the two times that um, a team inside the top four, sorry, the two times that, you know, um, two, a, a team from outside the top four uh, played in the preliminary finals, uh, it was both times Parramatta uh, was in the top four and didn't make it to the preliminary finals. So sorry to tell you that, Para fans, but we'll get to you guys later, Para, okay? Still think it was an okay season, so don't don't get too wound up just yet. Um, but that's interesting, I think. Uh, yeah, because I was sort of looking back, and because... Yeah, you usually just find that it's usually just the top two teams that end up making the grand final, uh, and obviously one of them wins it. But again, if you if you can fact check me on that, it's sweet. Like I'm prepared to be wrong, but I spent you know a good ten minutes or so going through going through my phone sometime this week, uh, checking it out. So yeah, look, if any year it's going to happen. I'm sure. I'm sure if we're all talking and thinking about it now, a Canberra, Canberra or South Sydney winning the the competition, it's not out of the question at all. But anyway, um, yeah, what are we going to do here? Look, I feel my structure is a little bit out, and I think it's because Pezza was on about the horse racing, and he's he's tripped me up there, and um. I'm just going to have to be better and um, get back into the flow of my show. Uh, I'm going to go, who would you rather be here? Now, I've got a good who would you rather be, okay? I reckon you guys are going to like this. And I'm simply going to ask you, who would you rather be, Dean Lance or Dean Young? All right? Now, Dragons fans, you're going to know, and most people are going to know who Dean Young is anyway. Uh, you know, one club play for the Dragons, 209 games, um, ended up coaching them 
uh, as an interim coach this year. But yeah, uh, do you call him a hooker come lock or a lock come hooker? I don't know. But, you know, sort of flo- uh, floated between hooker and lock. A uh, bit of second row, but really great player. Like, I loved him. Like, he was the kind of guy that I just really, really like, you know. Those, yeah, those hookers slash back rollers that have some hands, but are tough, um, uncompromising, and, and really good leaders. In what was, a, you know, a really strong Saints side from, I guess, the mid-2000s to the, you know, well, when they won it. Um in 2010, uh, but yeah, so, um, you, you can be Dean Young if you want, um, but, okay, and look, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be Dean Young, and again, I don't want to influence what you want to do, all right, he's also got a game for, he only played one game for country, I thought he would have played more than that, uh, one game for New South Wales and one game for Australia, so a bit of rep stuff, not heaps, but now, just have a listen to Dean Lance. All right, this is Dean Lance. So if you don't know who Dean Lance was, he's, the, the, the main thing Dean Lance was famous for uh, was playing for the Canberra Raiders. All right, played 160 games for the Raiders, was a captain of the Raiders, um, played in their first grand final as captain in 87, uh, and also played in the 89 grand final uh, as well where they won the grand final. So you've got 100, 160 games for the Raiders, including grand finals and premierships, and you can captain the Raiders too, all right? So if you're a Raiders fan, we know where you're going, all right? You're going with Dean Lance. But here's a couple of other things that I didn't actually know about Dean Lance uh, before now. He played 40 games for the Jets, Newtown Jets. So you got the 82 and the 83 season, where I think they were kind of okay uh, from memory. I'd have to go back into the history books to double-check that. Um, but I think, oh, actually, I want to know. 92 NSW Rugby League season finals. No. Manly, Manly, Para. Might have been 81, Newtown. Made the grand final. Um, that wasn't that wasn't on the run sheet here. I've got to go back to Dean Lance here. Um, oh, my goodness. Where is he? That many tabs open. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's happened? Dang. Where's Dean Lance? Sorry about this, everyone. It's been a... What is, what is doing? This is embarrassing. Oh, I'm just going to have to do another fly here. I don't know what's happened there. Uh, I've got too many tabs open in my phone. Basically, Dean Lance plays for Newtown. Um, what else does he do? Oh, this is no good. This is no good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, he plays... Plays for Newtown, um, but he plays a, he plays a representative game um, for Newcastle in like 1977, I think it was. I oh, know this is what I'll do. I'll get on my computer. Um, 1977, I think it was. Um, plays for uh, like a representative Newcastle side who beat France, um, who were you know who were over here on a yeah here it is. 29-0 over France in 1977. And that was before... So he was 18. Um, so I think, yeah, back when in the 70s and oh, obviously even before then, um, the, the the touring sides like Great Britain and France, they would play against some of the regional clubs. We talked about it in a bit of history. You know, teams playing bloody South Australia and things like that. Anyway, uh, Dean Lance was part of that, which is pretty sweet. Now, he was part of that. Um... 
He goes on to coach, okay? So he retires in about 1990, I think, or so. Uh, then does some coaching stuff with uh, the Canberra Reserve grade. Then listen to what he does. He goes over and coaches the Western Reds in 97. So I think Peter Mulholland, I don't know if he, he must have got sacked or something. Um, but he coaches them. Then in 98, he goes to coach the Adelaide Rams um, in what was their final season in the competition. So, I mean, some pretty good stuff. I'm starting to think that, you know, if there's a guy that wants to represent the Hill, we've got Newtown Jets, Canberra Raiders, Newcastle in the 70s, knocking off France, coaching the Western Reds and the Adelaide Rams. Like, is is this not the guy that is like the, the poster player, the poster league identity of the Hill? It could be Dean Lance. He's got to be in the top five. I reckon. Uh, so look, I'm going to be Dean Lance. Uh, look, sincere apologies about that um, that little technical issue there, um, which could have ramifications for the rest of the show too. I, I, I don't know what's happened there, um, but I'm going to push on. I'm going to push on. What am I going to push into here? Um, look, all right. I'm just going to get myself back on track here. I'm going to do the review of the Roosters and, and the Parramatta uh, sides. All right, so if you uh, haven't been listening to the last few weeks, you know, there's lots of lots of on the different programs, on your, your, the Matty Johns program and maybe 360 and whatnot, you know, sort of giving teams a rank out of 10 and things like that for their season. I'm not going to do that, but what I'm going to do is uh, take on the role of a management consultant and give them uh, the compliment sandwich all right, so um, you give a bit of feed. So it's, it's a feedback method. You give some positive stuff. Then you go in with the, uh, the criticism and where they need to improve. And then you finish off with a compliment. And it's meant to, um, you know, meant to be a, a good way to do things. So, look, we'll start off with the chooks. Um, so if it's Robbo and Boyd and you come and, you know, a few of the other Roosters people, thanks for, thanks for coming in. Very good. Um, Going to give you the compliment sandwich. Now, first first of all, before I start with anything, can I just say how remarkable um, the, the kits of the assistant coaches look? I mean, Craig Fitzgibbon just looks outstanding. Like, what the 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 tapered sort of track pants, the well-fitted um, uh, top, and just the, the extremely white wheels just looks an absolute treat. Like, what goes on there? Are they, um, like, are the, are the tracksuit pants tailored or something like that? They just look so good. Uh, the injured players always look outstanding as well. Like, just the kit. I know your Bondi, you guys, you know, I know your Bondi and your Eastern Suburbs, you should be looking good. Um, but you are. So, full credit to you there. I just, that's just something that um, I was really impressed with uh, week in, week out. Now, a um, bit of criticism. Look, just think you, your blokes might have been a bit too old um, this year. Like, I know we think experience wins competitions and things like that, but um, it looked like you guys had about, I think there's about six or seven blokes over the age of 30 uh, in your first grade side that, that lost um, over the weekend. Uh, and, you know, experience is great. Probably kept you in the game. Probably won you some games throughout the season when you had some injuries and things like that. But just kind of felt, um, Kyle felt even, um, that maybe that's what cost you. So, you know, you're looking to get rid of Flanagan, but he's a, he's a young bloke, um, you know, with some enthusiasm. 
younger muscles, all that sort of stuff. I'm just starting to think you guys are a bit long in the tooth. Um, now, Mitch Orbison's retiring. Absolutely fantastic career uh, to Mitch. And, you know, abs- absolutely brilliant. You know, what was it? 331 games, all for the Chooks. Outstanding stuff. Uh, we really, I really tipped my lid to him. Um, and that's good that he's probably, you know, time time to move on. But yeah, look, just wonder if that's that's the deal, Robbo. I mean, I guess you'll probably know better than me in those regards. Um, yeah, <laughs> look, it's amazing how Flanagan's, you know, become um, sort of the scapegoat for it. But I guess at the end of the day, you'll buy who you want to buy Um, because that's what you always do. So I'm sure you've got someone lined up. Who is it? Can you tell us? You're not, it can't be Mitch Pierce. I know there's a few rumors floating around with that. Um, Who's it going to be? Because you will get them. That's the thing. I don't know who's off contract. Um, But yeah, anyway, Roosters, look, all in all, can't fault you. Great season. Uh, three people would have been absolutely remarkable, ridiculously remarkable. I don't know. Do you have to go back to the Saints era of the sixties when when someone won more than two in a row? Um, but you did, you did, you first first in the in the NRL era to do that. Uh, you know, to make it um two in a row, and you know, really well done to get as far as you did. So full credit to you. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next season. Parramatta, how are you? All right, Brad Arthur, in you come. Who else we got? Gutho, is Ryan Madison about? I've got a couple of things to say to him. Um, but anyway, Parramatta, look, fine season, okay? I'm just going to start starting with something positive for you. Fine season, you know? Top four. Um, well done. Well done. Earn yourself a semi-final, a home semi-final, the double chance. Fantastic, you know. Um, playing some really good football too. Really entertaining stuff. Uh, really like the look of Dylan Brown. I mean, he's, he's going to be a, a fantastic player. Um, fantastic work there. Uh, the pack of forwards, you know. Paulo and Campbell Gillard were probably the... Probably the best front row. Well, actually, Penrith are pretty good too. Um, but you know, one of the one of the great front rows of the competition. Really hard to fault Nathan Brown. I thought he was really good too. Um, Gutho Guth, Gutherson was was also really good um, for you guys as well. So look, a really good season. You made the finals. Well done. Okay, now some constructive stuff. Now, the thing is, right, with the finals, you've, you you guys have only won one of six from your last finals appearances, all right? Brad, that's with you as coach. Now, fantastic that you guys get there, but what are you going to do about winning them is the thing. You know, you knocked off the Broncos last last year in the first round, which was good. Now, you had a packed bank west. Is that is that it? Is that what you need? You need a packed bank west because I know you couldn't have it this year because of COVID, um, just trying to figure out, you know, what was in that win, you know, because because we we know how much you love playing in front of your a real packed um, house there. That was an was that an afternoon game? I think it might have been too. Do you, you need daytime footy? The Broncos were out in the pokies and all that sort of stuff. They weren't they weren't a fantastic opponent. I don't know if I'd call them a worthy adversary. Excuse me while I take a sip of water. Uh, but yeah, look. Maybe that's what it is. Keep finishing in the top four and you should have that chance. Hopefully, you know, 
COVID maybe have settled down by this time next year, you can find yourself in front of a packed bank west. You get the job done. Now, look, I don't know, is, is Ryan Madison there or maybe just pass this message on to him because I just want to let you know and let him know just for his benefit more than anything. I going to say a few things. Last year, under Madge, um, he was in the New South Wales squad. Or be it 18th, man. But he was in the New South Wales squad. Had a great season. Um, obviously, he didn't play finals. All right. But he had a great season for himself personally under Madge McGuire. Uh, this year, he's gone over uh, to you blokes. Uh, and he has he's found himself outside the New South Wales squad. And, you know, he's had a couple of good games. Look, I'm not, I'm not here to, to um, jump all over him. But he hasn't had the season that he did last year. That's for sure. So it's just interesting, you know, pass it on to Ryan. I'm not, there's nothing against you, Brad Arthur. But sometimes, you know, sometimes players, they don't know what a coach is giving them until they look back on it later, you know, in their life sometimes. It's like a lot of authority figures, you know. You can, you, you can dislike your teacher a lot of the time at the time when it's happening but you look back on it and go, no, you know what? That teacher was really good for me because, you know, they taught me these things and, you know, um, kept me in line and all that sort of same Same with your parents, you know. At, at the time, you might look back and you go, oh, bloody hell, like, I'm getting grounded for this. This is bullshit, you know. I hardly did anything. And But you look back later in life and you go, no, no, you know what? That was the right thing. My parents were doing the right thing by me, trying to teach me some stuff. Um, and it's similar with it's similar with coaches. You don't know what they're giving you. Until you look back on it and go, no, hang on, I actually played my best footy there. And it's just it's just something to think about, I think. And not just for you, Ryan, but for a lot of players. You know, very quick to if, if it's if it's hard or if it's difficult, very very easy to jump ship and get out of there. Um, but maybe the hard and the difficult is what you need. You know? Gets you playing better. Because it's just the the it's just there. You you're in the New South Wales squad last year, you're not this year. So the door's shut and I don't the Tigers don't want you back now. Like you're not going to be able to do that. So I'm not sure where you go from here. Um, you, you said you're there to win a premiership. Well, mate, Parramatta haven't won one since Ray Price left. You know, start to have a think about that. I I, I don't know. It's just it's just a few thoughts for you. Uh, but look, Parramatta at the end of the day. Um. Not a bad season. All right. So enjoy the off season. Best of luck. Um, best of luck in the off season. I, it looks like you'll probably ha- pretty much have the same side as next for next year, won't you? Oh, Jennings. Now you're not all on the juice, are you? No, you're not. Okay, good. I just wanted to clarify that because, um, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think there. I didn't think. I didn't I thought you. Were, you know, I just didn't think there was a, a Cronulla Sharks type systematic. You know doping type stuff happening here but just wanted to, to double check because you have cheated the salary cap before you see you've cheated before uh, just just wanted to clarify that but you're not all on the juice uh, so that's good all right para well enjoy the off season uh, and yeah just have a think about how you might might win some finals games next year thank you for that okay so from there right from there I'll give you a bit of history. Ladies and gentlemen, hope this program is going okay. I kind of feel a little bit unsettled today. I don't know why, um, but that's just how it is. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to plow forward. I'm going to keep going with this show. Um, 
and I hope it's okay. Now, look, the idea with this bit of history was to um, go back to the 19... Well, it was to go back to the first time uh, the Melbourne Storm played in a preliminary final. I just thought, you know, the Storm, they're always in preliminary finals. You know, they're in one again this year. Good on them. Well done. Why not just go back and see who they first played in their first preliminary final? Um, This isn't going to be a massive history lesson. I think I've done some better stuff on a bit of history. But if you want to just sit around having a bit of yarn with people and, you know, tonight leading into the, the, the Storm game, oh, well, you know, the Storm's first preliminary final, well, it was actually... In 1999, at the Sydney Football Stadium against the Parramatta Eels, where Melbourne Storm won 18-16, uh, with Bill Harrigan being the uh, the referee, and didn't he get himself involved in that game as he liked to uh, in big finals and grand finals? Old Bill Harrigan, um, yeah, 18-16. Now, a um, little bit of context for you if you're after it. Uh, 1999, Cronulla Sutherland, the Sharks, were the minor premiers. Parrot came second, Melbourne came third. Um, and Melbourne actually went on to win the win the grand final. Uh, that was the that was the first year they won it against um against the Dragons. Now it's, it's sort of interesting, I guess, in some ways. The first week of that finals series, St. George smacked uh, Melbourne 34-10. 34-10. Then the Storm just beat the Bulldogs 24-22, in which they had to come back from a deficit to win. Uh, then, yeah, Parra were up. Sorry, Parra, but you guys were up 16-6. You should have been up more. Um, and then Melbourne just came back. In the first part of the second half, Like they, it was 18-6 with about 20 minutes to go, and it remained that way for the rest of the game. So it was just that sort of 20 minutes after half time where the Storm put on a few tries and scored. So, um yeah, oh, I'm sorry to do it to you, Parra. I know I just gave you the, the season review and sort of talked talk to Brad Arthur about not winning finals. But yeah, you guys were in the preliminary final uh, in 98. That was the the Canterbury one that I won't. I just, you don't need to know about that, Parra fans. You already know about it. Um, and then, yeah, you were in it in 99. And then um, I'm pretty sure... Uh, you're in it in, in the 2000 season as well. Um, I'm pretty sure you played Brisbane in, in the... Um, let's just have a quick look here. Yeah, you played Brisbane, 16-10. Uh, gee, you had some preliminary finals. Uh, but yeah, look, there's a bit of history, I guess. Um, you know, what What are we talking about there? Well, we're talking about Brett Kamali and Matt Geyer in the halves, Robbie Ross at fullback, Glenn Lazarus, Rodney Howe, Paul Marquette, Stephen, Stephen Kearney, man, he... he, he did, he walked the line. He was a tough player. Like, um, yeah, just really like forearms and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, um, go back and have a look at the highlights if you want. I just thought I'd throw it in there. Um, it's just, it's, what's interesting is to see the Melbourne Storm, like just without any of the the sort of big players like Smith or Slater. It just seems you, you look at all the highlights of the Storm, they're always playing, but they actually had like, I think 98 in their first season, they had a good year as well. Uh, yeah, they made the second. They made the third week of the finals in in '98, um, and then yeah, made the preliminary final in '99, and then went on to to make the grand final. Uh, so there you have it. There's your bit of history. Just you know, something to talk about maybe before the game tonight. Okay, so with that, let's get into uh, previewing. 
these games of footy. Now, tonight, Melbourne v Canberra. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Um, played in the preliminary final, yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, 2016, where Canberra almost beat them. Almost beat them. They played in the finals last year. I'm sure, didn't they? Yeah, first week of the finals where Canberra beat them 12-10. Uh, you know, so there's 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 a good rivalry. I really like this um this sort of modern day rivalry that they've got going on. I'm gonna tip Canberra. Alright? I'm gonna tip Canberra. Is it am I tipping with my heart? Absolutely I am. Should that surprise you? Of course not. Um, but I, I just think the Raiders can do it. This is Now, this is my take. I can't tell you too much more than what everybody else is talking about. You know, I could sit here and go, oh, well, you know, Cameron Munster, is he going to get through the knee injury? You know, I wonder if Dale Finucane's going to play. And, you know, oh, well, you know, is, you know George Williams be running the ball. And, you know, I can tell you all that stuff, but you've heard it. You've, you've listened to the programs. You've watched the programs. I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people don't talk about. And this is Melbourne in big games, in real big games, particularly in the first 20 minutes. They're very mistake prone. This is something that Billy Slater used to always do. And you go back and look at it. You go and look at what was it, the the 09 grand final. You know, he they great player, fine, whatever. But they he makes so many mistakes in big games. Now, the, I thought that might change when Slater retired. It didn't. Um, because I saw a few of them uh, the week before last, um, early in the game. And I think, just like under, like, they push passes a little bit, uh, they drop high balls. Uh, if I'm Canberra, I'm shooting the ball in the air as high as I can uh, for the first 15 minutes or so. Because I think Melbourne just have this intensity to them all the time, but it just even goes up even more in these big games and with that intensity you know creates a bit of tension and they just make a few mistakes so i i just look out for that particularly early in the game uh and if canberra can capitalize on those well it's going to set them up well isn't it you can't say oh well if they shoot out to an early lead then they're going to go well because that's really proven incorrect um this season particularly in the finals uh that's something to look out for, okay? Um, Melbourne had that weakness, you know, in the centres. I've said that before, uh, particularly on sort of Branko Lee's side. But I also think Canberra have a bit of a weakness out there. I think Rapana, um, he's not a centre. And he'd probably say that himself. Uh, but they lost, obviously, Curtis Scott. So they, I think there's fragility there in both sides. Uh, gee, Chancellor Clox had played his best game I think I've seen him play last week. He was outstanding. I reckon if he plays as well as he did last week, there'll be a big chance again. Uh, the Raiders. That's probably why they won last week, I reckon. Just that extra bit of support for uh, for White and Williams uh, and with their young hookers. Yeah, I reckon... It'd be interesting to see what the sort of the scoreline. All, all things would suggest, like Canberra. Uh, you go through Canberra Melbourne scorelines of like the last, you know, what have we got? It's like 20 to 14, 22, 6, 12, 10, 22, 18, 22. Eh, eh, this is a few higher scores. Still a lot of 14, 12s, 14, 10s. 
Bloody hell, 2013, 68 to 4. That's a long time ago. Don't worry about that, Canberra. It's a long time ago. Um, but yeah, one, two, three. Canberra have won three of the last four against Melbourne. Um, does that even include... Actually, I think you would probably say they've won one, two, three. They won four of the last five. Uh, although Melbourne did... Uh, did win this year. I'm going to say Canberra, okay, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say Canberra in a slightly higher scoring game because that's the nature of the way the game's been played this year. I'm going to say Canberra. Well, I'm going to say Canberra 28, Melbourne Storm 16. All right, and then it'll be interesting to see if Cameron Smith goes around again. On to Saturday's game, the Panthers versus the Rabbits. I can't go past Penrith. It's the same. You're hearing the same shit again this week. Oh, well, they're a young side. I'm just not sure if they're going to be put under a bit of pressure. Can they get through it? You just saw that in week one of the finals when they beat the Roosters. Why are people saying, oh, just a young team? And they, Mate, do you not watch the game? You not watch the code? You know, they just knocked off. That's not an issue for them. They've already said that. They've already told you that by winning 29-28 uh, against Easts. Now, they've had the week off. That could be... It's got to help, surely. It's got to help them. But Souths are in form and they're playing really well. Uh, what's Matty John's been saying? If it's a fast game, if it's fast pace and it's helter-skelter, Souths will win. Um, but if it's a bit slower, you know, then it's going to be there for the Panthers. Now, something that's annoyed me a lot this week, it goes to the laziness, the, just the sheer laziness of most of the modern rugby league media that what well, people keep going that oh well you know the Panthers are just going to attack and you know you know it's going to be a shootout and they're probably going to win you know if, if you know they bloody score I don't know if they let the team score 30 then they're going to score 32 Penrith are the best defensive team in the competition bar no one you know like the the Panthers um their their success is built on their defense they only let in 238 points in the regular season. You know, the Storm was second with 276. You know, it's just, people just look to the easiest kind of thing. Or they're like, oh yeah, Jerome Luai likes to throw the ball around and Nathan Clear is young. Therefore, you know, it's just all about attack. It's not. It's built on their defense. Ivan Clear has always been about defense. You know, when he was there for the Tigers, their defense was the best it's looked. Probably ever. Probably that's probably the best they ever defended. Couldn't attack, to be fair, but it's the best they defended. Um, the success of Penrith is built on their, again, on their defense and their forward. Their forwards are so strong up front. Tamu Fisher Harris Yeo. I said earlier about Para um, having a really good prop rotation. That that middle three is is the best in the comp. And again, it's the most cohesive. That's the other thing with Penrith. They've used the least amount of players. They've got the least injuries. They're the freshest. They should win the competition, you know. Um, and I think they'll win this game. And I think I think Penrith will win it. Um, yeah, I want it to be close. So, you know, usually when I tip, I just tip what I want to happen. So I'll tip it, I'll tip it to be a close game. I think it'll be, you know... I think, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it will end up being close. I'm sorry to tell you, South. I just think Penrith are too strong. Like, Souths, Souths play like that. They When Souths get on a roll, fantastic, unstoppable at the moment, really, you know, with Walker, Reynolds. Well, it's really Walker. 
it's really Cody Walker, isn't it? Cook, oh, Reynolds is playing well, as, and they're and they're sort of um, they're outside backs there. But what's happened with South? Like Souths are doing this, you know. The other teams are letting him do it, you know. Like Para were fragile, we know that, you know. They're mentally weak as well, so they'd let him back into the game. Uh, before that, it was Newcastle again. We knew Newcastle had been up and down the whole time. Well, they smacked the the Roosters. Okay, I'll give them that. Um, then they lost to Canterbury, you know, before that. Before that, they only just beat the Tigers. Um, and I know they had a good game against the Storm, but they made lots of mistakes. They only scored 16 points against the Storm. And that's when the Storm were the second best attack, uh, the second best defensive team. So they're only scoring 16. I think it'll be the same here. Penrith will, I think Penrith will defend them really well. And I think actually, I think what you're going to look at something like a 32-14 scoreline. Might be close for the middle period. I, and I hope it is close. Look, and in some ways, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it's a real close game. But again, look to preliminary final history. There's not that many close games. Now, I, I tipped the Raiders to win a semi-close game, so well, it, probably can't get two close ones. History will tell us. Um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm going Penrith thirty, South fourteen. Uh, I just think yeah, I think. Full, all credit to South, and I, I wrote them off earlier, and I said I'd never write Wayne Bennett off again. I'm not writing him off, but I'm just looking at who Souths have come up against and when they've been really, you know, um, successful with their attack. It's been against the weaker sides. So there it is. So th- and, and then from there, we're hopefully looking at Penrith um, Raiders grand final. So Pezzer will be happy. I'll be happy. Um, obviously, Storm and, and South fans won't be happy, but let's see what happens. It's not done yet. So uh, look, that's your preview. What else before I get out of here? Maybe that might be about it this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, a bit of a shorter cast for you this week, just a bit a bit, bit more than a first half of footy. Um, yeah, hope that cast was all right. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm super excited for the for the preliminary finals. I think, I don't know, I was just a bit tired and I don't know, um, not at my best today. So I hope, hope that cast was okay. Uh, thanks for sticking with it. Uh, I am my own harshest critic too, so I'll have to have a listen back and just you know examine the video, so to speak, and see where I can be better heading into the grand final for next week. So enjoy your preliminary footy, uh, and I hope your team wins. I really do. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.